NFL fans, are you hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Min $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome in. We are heading into Thursday night football. Baltimore Ravens, Miami Dolphins. Miami is a seven and a half point underdog uh, to the Baltimore Ravens. 46 and a half point total. We got the one and only Kevin Cole, showdown expert. Uh, we're going to be chatting basically all things Thursday night football. We got the player props. We got showdown. We're going to talk uh, first about, you know, obviously the game spreads in total. So, Kevin, how do you feel about the overall matchup? Is Baltimore going to be able to handle things on the road? Or do you think Miami, uh, if not, you know, pulling off the upset, are they at least able to call to cover the seven and a half point spread at home. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like I I think seven and a half is a lot. I mean, but I would not be confident at all saying that I'm going to hope that Miami is is able to to get within that seven and a half. I mean, the thing is, last week I don't know about you, I wasn't as hip to the fact that Tua could have been out in that game. So I was watching the line when they were at home against the Texans. And I believe it I believe it was for most of the week at six and a half. Then Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod, if you want to say, if you will. Pushed it down. A pushed bit. it down to five and a half. And then when Tua was out, maybe some of this was priced in. Maybe some of it wasn't. I don't know. It moved down to four and a half. But that sounds like, I mean, just a step aside from the betting angle, that's a pretty big indictment of Tua that it would only move down an inconsequential five and a half to four and a half to going and to half. Jacoby Brissett, right? And Brissett seems like he's going right. to play this week. Yeah, definitely. And I actually have it. So I think the opening opening week line last week, minus seven for okay. Miami. Uh, and, I, and I basically saw the same movement as you, right? It was five and a half. Uh, kind of with Tyrod Taylor, then folded into the mix for Houston, and then four and a half basically once we got close to kickoff, uh, when it was expected that Tua was out, and and I kind of I I agree a little bit, but so this is how I actually approach this game. As soon as I heard that Tua was out uh, in week nine, I went ahead and bet this look ahead line that I had at minus six and a half. It did move up to seven and a half then. So I think, you know, that one point movement crossing seven, if you think that that was only due to Tua probably not playing in week 10 here, I think that maybe is a little bit more uh, worthwhile at least or, or in Tua's favor or benefit. But um, if he's only seeing, yeah, an in inconsequential one-point live movement against the Houston Texans for being out. Uh, I do think that his replacement, Jacoby Brissett, uh, might be, you know, I've I had people tweet at me that they said, you know, Jacoby Brissett is the better 
quarterback in this scenario, I don't necessarily buy into yeah, that, but I've kind of maybe been a little bit too high on Tua uh, than what I should have been. Yeah, right? that, that's the problem. So, I mean, the problem for me is like the numbers that, that that I've put together on this. If it was Tua playing, I would think it would be more like maybe four and a half, five, let's say five. And then so but I, I mean, I see the difference as being like two and a half points difference, maybe, if you want to put it in that sort of context. Right. I know you can't quite do that when we're talking about all these key numbers and everything else. But anyway, just to make it intuitive, that's what I would see as being the difference. But it seems like the market has it more like even or a point. So I don't know. If you trust Jacoby Brissett, I would think this is at seven and a half a place that you could get used to going in there and saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to give the Dolphins a chance. I don't trust Jacoby Brissett, so for that reason, I think I'm going to stay right. away. Yeah, definitely. I actually really like that synopsis. If you actually agree that, uh, you know, Jacoby Brissett's basically worth one one point worse uh, than what yes. Tua would be, definitely bet the Miami Dolphins at plus 7.5. Right. If you think it's a little bit wider, Tua could be a little bit better quarterback than that, um, then I do agree with you. I don't want any part of Miami even at home. So, I don't know. I think we're going to see Brian Flores be a little bit more aggressive uh, in this matchup. So, I know, you know, PFS modeling kind of likes the under 46.5. Do you like that bet at all? Do you think uh, things could get a little out of hand here? Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. The Ravens are tough to nail down as far as what their philosophy is going to be here. They've been passing a bit more. They've had trouble running it sometimes, and then they've had other games like last week where they had no difficulty at all running the ball. The Miami defense has been really bad in some matchups earlier this year, and then in the last two weeks, they've been relatively good, and they've taken the form of what we saw last season. So I don't know. It, it is really all over the place with these two teams. So I think that's it's a low enough line where I could get why the – you know, the under would be something maybe you could look at if you're really down on Jacoby Brissett. Again, he's just a guy who turns the ball over a lot, but sometimes those turnovers can lead to scores also. Right, um, it's not right. necessarily a yeah. bad thing. So as, as, as I'm just basically filling time here to say uh, <laughs> I'm just staying away from this one <laughs> and watching it and hoping to get a classic Lamar performance, if anything, in this game. Right. Right, definitely. Vintage Lamar rushing performance or something like that. I do agree with you. We have both defenses basically in the latter half of the NFL. Uh, Baltimore 18th overall. I do think that their name recognition, especially on defense, is a lot better than how they've actually played in 2021. And then, like you said, Miami Dolphins dealing with some cluster injuries in their secondary to start the season. Uh, I actually see them playing pretty well in the run defense, so I think that's going to be a little bit of a factor in this matchup, but I don't necessarily have enough of a good feeling in order to bet the under just based on that fact. But I do think it can affect you know, some things in the player props, obviously some of our favorite markets. Uh, and if you go to pff.com uh, now slash betting, we do have a new best bets tool, a new more refined, simpler uh, layout for our player props tool as well. You can still adjust both, you know, the number and the price on those things. And if you see any value and you maybe have a little bit different number on the book, you can definitely adjust that. So we'll see. But Kevin, talking player props, uh, what are a couple spots that you are uh, betting here on Thursday night? Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to go straight by the tool as uh, uh, oh, tool tools time. for tools. Um, so I'm... <laughs> I updated some of this stuff. Uh, uh, looking under the hood here, how the sausage is made here at PFF. Um, I updated some of the shares for the fact that Latavius Murray, I believe, is doubtful. And normally we take doubtful as being out 
So, you know, so so we're assuming that he's really out in this game. And when we saw he was out last week, what happened was the rushing work was fairly evenly split between Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell. But the receiving work went all to Freeman. Um, although although right. Freeman was, I'll, I'll say the Freeman was overweight in the rushing too. But then Lamar was had such a huge number that he kind of dwarfs those percentages when you're looking at the running back numbers. But long story short here, as I've been uh, filibustering over here, the nine and a half receiving yards for Devontae Freeman for the fact that he served as the de facto receiving back, I like that as a place for him to potentially go over there as the only guy in that backfield with Tyson Williams on the outs uh, that's able to catch some passes here. Other than Patrick Ricard, of course, who was the star of the receiving Patrick game Ricard. game there last we week. <laughs> Is it Ricard? Did oh, I say that boy. right, well, or is it, or is it something else? You did. Okay. You I don't did. Make sure. You definitely I don't, said that. I don't right. besmirch so. the name of the most dynamic receiving weapon on the Baltimore Ravens, according to last week. At right. Least. Right. <laughs> I mean, I definitely agree with you. I do. I do think that the actual rushing share percentage for the Baltimore Ravens is a kind of interesting spot, and in how you kind of approach that. I do think there is some value. Uh, in the in the player prop market because of that, like you said, you know Devontae Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, basically split carries. I think Freeman was at like thirty six point six percent team total rush attempt rush, rush attempt share. Le'Veon Bell twenty nine point three percent. Obviously, um, you know uh, Lamar Jackson's gonna get his one spot that I do like because of that over nine point five carries. If Lamar Jackson goes over nine point five carries, I also think. Uh, a really good play is Devontae Freeman under 45.5 rushing yards. Our player prop tool has just a little bit of value on that. 1% it has moved up a little bit throughout the day, so maybe that's one that continues on. But I think at some time, one of these three, if not two of the three, especially the running backs, are probably going to go under if this is, like you said, a, a vintage Lamar Jackson game. So yeah, yeah. We'll I think, I think anytime you... there's an assumption with a muddled backfield that one of them will be the share leader, um, especially in rushing in a lot of these circumstances. I think receiving, right. although you think receiving may have more variance to it, normally that's more of a well-defined role for some of these guys. I mean, you never know. They could decide they just want to have Le'Veon Bell dance behind the backfield for a while before right. he picks up two, two yards step. every single carry. You never know what can happen in these situations. You never know what can happen. I agree with you. I agree with you. So how do you kind of feel, how do you see more, you know, if the Dolphins are playing from behind at home, maybe some ideal, you know, passing situations, even if it is Jacoby Brissett uh, throwing to them at quarterback. Uh, no Preston Williams, you know, no... Devontae, uh, holy shit, uh, uh, no Devontae Smith either. What am I saying right now? Um, <laughs> well, no, D Devontae Parker, yes. <laughs> Devontae Parker, there we go. There it is. I was, like, stuck on uh, the rookie for sure for the Eagles. Jalen like, Waddle, Devontae Smith, Devontae, Devontae whatever, Parker. Whatever. There's a lot of things going on going on here. There's a lot of things going on. But how do you see how do you see this Dolphins, you know, the target chart kind of breaking out? And do you think there's any value in the player prop market because of that with, you know, some of these injuries happening for the Miami Dolphins receiving you? Yeah, I mean, the thing that about Waddle. So Waddle's going to be the guy again. Um, I like our split that we have on him here as having an edge and going over receptions and under receiving yards. As noodle arm as you may think Tua Tungavailoa is, uh, Jacoby Brissett really loves to keep a 
uh, hovering a dot around the like four or five sort of area. Right. So for that reason, I, I like that. Uh, if you want to go obscure, Adam Sheehan was back in the mix last week. Who knows? They may be bringing in. They might like that two or three tight end set that they've used a bit here. And we also have Mike. Uh, Gasicki's numbers down, and I kind of like that too. He seems to have a very strong connection with Tua, uh, not as much with Jacoby Brissett. So I think that could also be an interesting play is to look at him either to go under the receptions or under the receiving yards. Yeah, definitely. I do think I like uh, under receptions a little bit more, 4.2% value based on our tool uh, at the minus 118 price. So that is definitely a spot that I definitely agree with you on. If, you know, we get some of that quarterback's news or information uh, well in advance of how we can actually. But the only thing we've heard now is that they're expecting to start Brissett. So on a short week, is that okay? That's, that's the last thing I heard. That's what, be, but I, I don't. Re- I didn't see who who the source was on that. But that was what the source said. I right. mean, as of now, Tua is officially questionable. So we were not going to find out right. um, until probably uh, you know hour and a half before game time game whether time. he's officially inactive right. or not. Yeah, and he well, was active, right? He was active Jacoby last Brissett week, even though he didn't play. Was that what happened? Because they didn't have a backup, right. so w- w- so maybe right. they'll do the same thing. Emergency, this week. yeah, definitely. And and I expect Jacoby Brissett. Maybe I should tweet that out too. That I expect him to play. So we'll see. Um, I do think, yeah, hour and a half is probably when we're going to actually get that information. Probably won't get any Miami Dolphins player props at the quarterback position because of that. So we'll see. What are you kind of seeing more from the showdown perspective now? I know we talked about you know uh, Ravens rushing attack. Dolphins passing attack. Anybody from those two units potentially jumping out, possibly a sneaky play, you know, in the captain position? Or are you going more toward, gravitating more toward, you know, the tried and true, the Mar Jackson, those sorts of players that are obviously going to be pretty highly rostered in showdown? Yeah, I mean, it's hard. It may even be a little bit of a, a leak in my process here is the fact that Lamar Jackson, if you look at how often he's going to be rostered as in that captain spot... I don't know. It, I mean, it could be like 35% in this game. It's by far the biggest yeah. of any player in any format because there's kind of like a dual, there's a dualness to it. Number one, he puts up a lot of fantasy points. And number two, the way he produces, he really keeps down the fantasy production of other players on the team. I mean, when you're right. the leading rusher right. and the leading passer, that that tends to happen. Now, what he has done this year, though, is he is passing it more often. Maybe he won't need it to pass more often necessarily in this matchup, but he has been passing it more often. They are on the road. So I think that's a scenario that you want to look at as a potential place to look for a captain outside of Lamar Jackson just because it's tough to see how you're going to differentiate with someone who's who's going to be you know in 35% of the different entries out there. So I think Marquise Brown is interesting because there may be a little bit too much on Rashad Bateman right now with some hype around him. And I, I like Bateman, but I don't know. I, you know, every week we're like, this is a Rashad Bateman breakout game. I mean, maybe he's not going to have a breakout, uh, you know, in, in the near future. Maybe he'll just be a complimentary piece, whereas Brown continues to uh, accumulate 20, 25% of the target. So I think he's an interesting name there. I think Mark Andrews is always interesting as a guy who could score one or two touchdowns and then be profitable in the captain spot if the running backs actually step up for um, for the Ravens and take some away from Lamar Jackson. And then on the other side, we mentioned Jalen Waddell and his low receiving yards. He has been used around the goal line quite a bit. So if he could fall into the end zone a couple of times and then in a PPR format, if he can generate a ton of catches, he's also a guy who could be interesting. And he's a guy who could hit even if 
Jacoby Brissett and other players on the Dolphins don't end up being valuable in this game. Right now, you can get 25% off any PFF subscription if you use code BETTINGPOD. Grades and data are live for every single player who logged a snap last week. You can go check out the highest graded players from week 9 and look to find early value on spread picks and player props for week 10. What all do you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, PFF's NFL and college football betting dashboards, our grade power projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. Zero to 100 grades of every single player, including the top rookies on every team. we got our player props tool, which shows plus-minus value for every NFL prop. Best bets tool shows you the best values for every single play. we got our DFS optimizer, uh, ownership projections, and so much more. Support the pod and use promo code BETTINGPOD for 25% off any subscription. Yeah, definitely. I actually agree with basically all that you said there, right? I do think, you know, going away from Lamar Jackson in that captain position, based on how expensive he's going to be as well, right? There's not going to be really too many unique lineups that are possible to be built, uh, you know, with Lamar Jackson in that captain position. So I do agree with you. I do think, you know, a pivot to a guy like Marquise Brown, 35% of the air yard share, guy that's getting high-value targets in this offense. If Lamar Jackson has to open it up a little bit, um, I definitely like him as that possible captain spot, and I agree with you as well. Jalen Waddell, you know, has been, you know, even though it's been short average depth of targets, he is involved near the goal line, like you said. So I definitely, you know, agree with those guys kind of being the focal point. Rashad Bateman... Um, hasn't necessarily shown as much as what people want or his name recognition is probably built up right now. So I do agree with you. If you're playing more of this, you know, DFS type approach where you kind of need to add in some of that game theory, maybe he's a spot that you potentially fade. So do you think there's any room for any, you know, defenses in this match, especially if you kind of lean toward uh, the under on the game total? Yeah, I'm looking through here. Um, the the issue is the Ravens defense is going to be extremely popular. So I don't see too much there. I do think there's some with the Dolphins, and that typically ends up being a value for me, is when people look at a game line, they see a favorite, even if it's a favorite by seven points, and they just assume that that means that other defense isn't valuable. But I think we've talked about before, how you score fantasy points as a defense is not necessarily through holding your opponent down in yards or in points. It's right. through generating turnovers. And Lamar Jackson, he has thrown some ugly interceptions. They can fumble the ball also. Uh, I don't think Lamar's had as many fumble problems this season as he's had in previous seasons, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. He takes some sacks, which then can lead to right. fumbles. So I think the Miami Dolphins defense, I wouldn't necessarily put them in the captain spot because you're going to have, that's going to be like a one out of 100 type of event that'll end up hitting. But I do think if you throw them in as a flex option, you can differentiate yourself a bit there because I only have them being rostered in about, mm, looks like about 12% of the time. So you're going to have, again, 88% of lineups out there that are not going to have him and that, uh, not going to have that Dolphins defense. And that could be helpful to differentiate. Yeah, definitely. I do like that as kind of like a you know negative correlated play with uh, Lamar Jackson, those sorts of situations, definitely going to be able to build a unique lineup if you take that approach. I like that one quite a bit. What do you make of like Mark Andrews? Then I know we've talked about the other Ravens wide receivers. Uh, you know him at tight end. Do you expect him to maybe be a little bit under the radar, or does he just not offer enough upside? Basically, with how healthy uh, the receiving unit has now gotten the last couple weeks. No, I think he offers upside. I mean, he he's popping more for me as a 
as a captain selection than as a flex selection, being that I think how you're going to end up getting home with him if you have if you have him is the fact that he's going to get a couple of touchdowns, and those are going right. to really boost that forward. Whereas, he, I mean, he's been very involved in the passing game. But if we if you know. Sammy Watkins, again, there's another one of these questionable guys that's probably eh, maybe less than 50% likely to play. But he's so if you have Sammy Watkins, Rashad Bateman, Marquise Brown, you have, you know, the corpse of Devontae Freeman catching a few passes. It could be tough to get there on volume, which again in PPR is necessary. But so that's why I like him more as a captain spot where you're just hoping that he's gonna rack up. Uh, a handful of, handful of catches, but then also a couple of touchdowns, but and then fading yeah, him on the flex. There we go. I like that quite a bit. I don't mind that approach. So if you were choosing one captain spot, Marquise Brown or Mark Andrews, do you have a favorite in that scenario, or just going for uh, you know the high? Uh, Look at the numbers Marquise here. Brown. I think Brown's popping a bit more. Um, although I okay. tell you that I've been fooled by Marquise Brown before, not as much this season as previous seasons, but plenty of times in previous years. <laughs> Right, definitely. I bought him to him way too hard last year. I thankfully have a little bit. Well, of he kept on getting like twenty five, thirty percent target share, and then doing right, nothing with it. So right, this season, he's been he's right, been much right. better. And I, you know, I heard I'd have to check. Actually, I should probably check the numbers before I say this. But someone mentioned that he only had two drops this season. I feel like he had the, the, it was like burned into my brain when he had those two huge drops oh, in that Lions game. So if those are the only two drops that he's right. had this season, I think maybe we're underrating him a bit on how much of a pop that he's had. Remember, this was the first receiver drafted uh, a, a couple of years ago in a draft that had some very yep. big names like DK Metcalf and AJ Brown and so on and so forth. So I think he's kind of fallen underneath the radar a bit there as a guy who has a lot of talent. Yep, definitely. I agree with you. And he does only have two drops in that Lions game. Those are the only two you can remember both. Yeah, of, I would have guessed good. like not eight drops or something of... if I was going to guess right, how many he had right. this season. Right, definitely. So I agree with you. I, I I am glad to see that he's already turned it around. I know people were trying to bury him basically after his rookie season, even his sophomore year. But I definitely think uh, he they are justified with drafting him. Of course, he was you know that first overall wide receiver selection in the 2019 draft. Uh, people had questions about his weight, everything else, but he has you know shown out and it's you know improved the Ravens' uh, passing offense substantially this year. So enjoying it quite a bit here. Make sure you check out all of Kevin Cole's content on PFF.com. He's gonna have that showdown article up for you tomorrow getting you set with the leverage that you want to play both the captain and the flex position for you make sure you check out you know pff's best bet tools all the other you know data and modeling that we have available for you the pff grades everything in between uh we're going to be set up here for the rest of the 2021 season so from ben brown joined by kevin cole we appreciate you guys listening to the pff betting podcast